0: Hey everyone, what the heck is up? And welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. If you are a returning listener, you are currently listening. To Practical Alignment, a podcast where we talk about all things metaphysical, manifestation, and mindset, and I give you tips and tools on how to live a life of alignment for what feels good for you. I am your host, Katrina Macias. I'm an intuitive healer, and I am very honored and happy to be sharing this space with you as we speak, or as I speak, as you listen. <laughs> how is everyone doing? I have had a crazy week since I last spoke to you all and it's been a lot of fun. So I have just created an office for myself in a spare bedroom of my home and it feels really really pleasant to be in here. I'm recording the podcast in here right now. I set up everything that makes me me (laughs) for my office space in here. I have my house plants. I have loads of room for my crystals, my cards. I have lots of table space, huge windows, which is such a nice plus. Uh, A lot of space for yoga, a lot of space to stretch, a lot of space to do whatever I want. Uh, I have my oils, which is really nice. I have my diffuser going right now. And so I just feel really Privilege to have an area that I can call my own to conduct my business I've also been kept really busy doing everyone's 2020 forecasts for those who have booked with me Just want to do a special shout out. Thank you for trusting me and for being for letting me be a part of this journey These readings are so much fun to do. They're so interesting and it's so fascinating because everyone's reading has been so unique It's just really special to see how each individual's magic is coming out in these readings. I'm really, really having fun doing them. During these readings, I focus on what energy is for your highest good to leave behind, what energy you are currently in, and what energy you are stepping into and embodying in the upcoming year. So they're super fun. I have so many decks. I'm looking at my decks right in front of me. How many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine minimum decks. I have so many. I don't use them all for everyone's reading, but I use the ones that pop out and stand out and want to be used for each individual person. Some of them deal with career. Some of them deal with, I always use tarot, but the Oracle cards, the Oracle decks differ. And so that's what makes it so unique and special. So yes, if you are interested in booking a 2020 forecast reading, you can find more information on it through the links in the show notes, or you can just visit my website and find it on there. What else is new? So I had my website before, but I finally bought the rights to it, and so now I have like an up-and-going professional website. Yes, I am a working woman. She is up. She is running. You can find links to my website. I'm going to link them in the show notes. But if you follow me on Instagram, I have direct links to that website as well. You can see pictures of me. You can see more information about who I am, what I do, how I practice, and what services I offer. So if you want to check that out, I'm so happy about that website. It is my baby. I've put a lot of effort into it, and it shows because it looks sick if i may say so myself one more awesome thing that happened this week was the full moon in gemini i hope everyone took advantage of that and started setting intentions for the present moment and hopefully set intentions for the upcoming year as well it was the last full moon of this decade and it was very powerful i did have a lie down outside i was bundled up in like six layers (laughs) <laughs> and my scarf was to my eye and I just stared at the moon and just let it cleanse me uh in times of intense busyness I can obviously I find myself feeling overwhelmed at certain points and I just let certain energies attach to me and I let them stick with me and so I just let this moon wash away everything that did not belong to me wash away all the things that were not needed for me right now and it was very empowering and lovely and so on this topic of feeling highly emotional and absorbing lots of things that don't necessarily belong to you, that is what we're going to talk about in this week's episode, episode actually. So in this week's episode, we are going to be talking about empaths. I had originally planned to talk about something completely different, but I took an Instagram poll after a moment of inspiration, and everyone decided to, like, not everyone because it was a poll, but the majority decided that they wanted to have this episode based on empaths. So let's do that. What we're going to talk about is what empaths are and how to live a life as an empowered empath if you identify as one yourself like me. This topic is super relevant especially for this time of year because it's the holiday season and we are usually exposed to a lot more people, different environments, different atmospheres, and it's really important that we know how to maintain our own energy and stay strong and our own power during this time because we don't want to be drained and we don't want to take on things that don't belong to us. So let us begin. What is an empath? An empath is someone who has a hard time distinguishing their emotions, to everyone else's emotions around them. They're acutely tuned into the energy of everything around them and because of that they're almost like emotional sponges and they just absorb things from other people, just the energies of the room, the environment that they're in, the space, everything becomes a part of them. Living as an empath unconsciously can be extremely difficult because you just have a hard time explaining why you feel so strongly about certain things and certain situations that might not really have anything to do with you. It may just even feel like a complete burden to feel so empathetic all the time because you just feel overstimulated by the environments that you're in. So it may be difficult for you to go out in public, it may be difficult for you to have conversations with people without just taking on everything and every, everything that they're feeling. So I just did a quick Google search of signs if you are an empath and I thought this could be helpful. Maybe you could identify yourself as one if this is something that resonates with you. So 10 signs that you are an empath and this is on awakeningpeople.com. Number one, an empath has a deep sense of empathy. Wow, good one. Number two, an empath is highly intuitive. Number three, empaths often Sense, feel, or take on the energy, mood, or condition of those around them. Number four, an empath knows another's true emotions despite any other attempt the person may make to hide or lie about them. Empaths have an amazing BS detector. Number five, empaths have a great inner desire to help others to make them feel at ease, which makes sense to me because it's almost like if you feel better, then I'll feel better because you know, they feel how other people feel. Okay, number six, the empath's gifts and sensitivities aren't only with the people close to them, but with complete strangers as well. So they just have a good read on strangers, new people. It doesn't have to be the closest people in their life. It's just for everyone. Number seven, many empaths intuitively learn to become highly observant and are excellent readers of body language and eye movements might be good for interpersonal communication if you're an empath go get a communications degree okay number eight in the case of those okay this one's really important and i'm also going to dive into this topic um later on in the podcast from personal experience but number eight in the case of those who grew up with trauma violence severe dysfunction addiction or mental illness hypervigilance which is a constant state of high alert from a feeling of impending danger often leads a person to becoming overwhelmingly attentive in an effort to remain safe in frightening situations. Number nine, empaths are drawn to healing professions. Number 10, empaths often develop into professionals in the alternative and spiritual arts. Hey guys, what's up? (laughs) Shout out to me. Okay, I wonder if that list helped you or if it confused you more, but I thought it would be interesting to throw it in there. Can you relate? let me know. I think one of the most important and strongest tools to dealing with being empathetic is to just have awareness in the first place, honestly, is having a word to the condition, if it is a condition, I'm not quite sure, but it's just having meaning to it and understanding. Once you know that, hey, like, I'm highly sensitive, then you can be more understanding of yourself if you do start feeling overwhelmed and you, like, take on things that don't belong to you. It's just... Awareness and understanding equals power. Okay, so next to having awareness, another really important thing that empaths should develop is healthy boundaries. Let me say that again. If you are an empath, you need to start working on having healthy boundaries with people around you because you want to create environments for yourself to be able to thrive in. And if you are really focused on helping other people, trying to save other people on how other people feel, you are just going to be completely drained. I suggest that you mentally prepare yourself for what you are willing to be available for for other people. So you can either establish boundaries by just telling people who are trying to dump their emotional baggage on you like, hey, I'm not available for this right now. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Can we talk about something else? Can we change the subject? Or if you find that to be too corny, (laughs) because I know that that can be corny for some people, you can just choose not to indulge in the things that people are getting emotionally charged about. So let's take an example. Let's say you have an aunt who's really riled up about a certain situation and she's dumping all this information on you and she's like talking about how angry she is and she wants you to match that energy level of being really angry with her because she wants to feel you know heard and seen and she wants you like to relate to her and so she keeps trying to egg you on and like make you feel a certain way instead of you having to indulge in that conversation say like yeah that's so wrong I can't believe they did that um just like keep going more and more into detail and like adding more fire to the flame, what I suggest that you do is just say, I'm sorry that happened to you. Or yeah, that's really, that must have been really difficult for you. Because all people want to do is feel seen and feel heard. And so it's really important that instead of trying to play more into the game of what they're doing, just Say, just tell them that, hey, I'm here for you. Like, yeah, I see that that's been really difficult for you. I'm sorry that happened. It's it's a lot less emotionally draining to do that than the latter. So yes, if you are an empath, just be mindful about what you are choosing to emotionally invest in. This also has to do with media as well. What kind of things are you exposing yourself to regularly? Um... One of the reasons why I know that I'm an empath is from a childhood example that I experienced. And looking back, I always thought that I was just sensitive. Like, I always thought, oh my god, I'm so sensitive. But I didn't realize that there was much more to the picture. So, when I was a kid, I remember one time I was watching The Notebook, And I always found myself like so swept away when I watched movies and it would be really difficult for me to separate myself from the characters. I just really felt everything so deeply. And so when I finished watching The Notebook, I was heartbroken. I think I must've been like 10 years old. I remember that movie ending and I went to my room and I cried myself to sleep every single day for a week sobbing like racking in my (laughs) cries because of how sad that movie made me felt and that isn't really normal that's not how normal people experience movies but it was because I couldn't detach myself from feeling like I was those characters I couldn't separate myself from that and so I still notice that I can be really sensitive to certain certain films um like the joker was a lot on me. And so I'm just really mindful of what I'm exposing myself to. Even just like how much social media I'm using a day. Like I, it's something that I make definitely a point in my life to be, to notice. And that has helped a lot. And just paying attention to how I'm feeling and how those certain things affect me. I really want to speak about number eight on that list about people who grew up in stressful environments and how they develop a state of hypervigilance in order to feel safe. And that's something that I can completely relate to. So as a child, I have experienced trauma in different ways. You know, I use the word trauma very normally because there's so many things that are traumatic for people that they don't want to admit. And my parents were divorced and that was traumatic for me. And so being raised by my mother, she was a single woman and she was constantly working and it would be very stressful for her. And so as a child, I think I really do believe that a strong reason why I developed such empathetic abilities was because I was trying to manage, like I was just really observant about the energies around me because I didn't want to make my mom upset. I was really afraid of upsetting her, giving her more stress and I just didn't really, I really didn't want her to get mad at me. I was really afraid of being disciplined because I was terrified of her when she was mad at me. Just that simple. It was a single mom. It was really stressful for her to raise two children. It was hard for her to raise two children and not be really hard on us sometimes and that really terrified me. I just really didn't want to upset my mother and so I was hyper vigilant about how she was feeling so I would be on my tiptoes like walking almost on eggshells so I wouldn't upset her and I think that carried itself throughout the rest of my life like I've just I just don't want to upset people I'm really conscious about how other people are feeling because I don't want them to be hurt or pissed off or mad at me and so I I just tap into how they're feeling without knowing it and I just thought that I was really good at reading people but now I understand that it's because I'm an empath Now that I have this awareness, I'm a lot more conscious and mindful about how I expand my energy, where I choose to spend it, and who I choose to spend it with, and what I let myself emotionally invest in. And that has given me so much more hygiene when it comes to my intuition and using it and using my abilities. I would be coming from such a disempowered state if I had no awareness of how I was feeling and I was trying to help people on their healing journeys. It just wouldn't make sense. So just this awareness in general has greatly improved my life and it makes me so much more healthier and happier. Just my hygiene in general for my energetic world has been so much more clean and because of that I have so much more power. It's just so much better for me to consciously be aware of when I'm tapping into other people's energies like it's my choice now to tap into other people's energies with their permission when I'm doing energetic healing or I'm doing a reading for them you know what I mean it's not just something that happens without my consent and obviously there's still gonna be cases when I do find myself feeling overwhelmed for things that don't belong to me. I always have the awareness when it's mine and when it isn't mine, but when I do see that coming up, I just remove myself from that environment. And that is another tool that you can always use, It's just create space for yourself. Remove yourself from an overstimulated area and just find some quiet time for yourself if you can. If you're like at a party and it's becoming too much, Go to the bathroom and just do some deep breaths or find an empty room and just like crawl into fetal position if you need to. Do whatever it takes to make yourself feel more grounded and centered in your own energy. This again has to do with the whole concept of boundaries and just knowing when you've had enough and giving yourself permission to be able to say no to people, give yourself some space and just tend to you. Very important something that I've noticed is that a lot of empaths fall into a state of victimhood or it's just like they feel so burdened by being empathetic because you know it's not pleasant you're just absorbing everything however there are ways that you can live a life as an empowered empath there are tools that you can use to help preserve your own energy and it doesn't require protecting yourself because I think that automatically people think, well, since, you know, I'm really affected by everyone, I should just shut myself away from the world. But no, that's not the case. So Teal Swan has this wonderful example of Jesus, who was an empath, and he's a healer, right? Jesus Christ was a healer. And she goes on to mention how when Jesus proceeded with all his healings, when he healed the sick, if he wore a hazmat suit, would he have the same effect of healing people. No, what Jesus Christ did was he increased his own vibration to a state where nothing could penetrate it. So that is something that empaths should focus on. Instead of trying to protect themselves from the people in the world around them, they need to focus on creating an environment within themselves where they are at a high enough vibration so that things that don't belong to them, energies that are only there to hinder them, cannot even phase them. When you focus on a mentality of having to protect yourself, the other aspect that is also highlighted in this state is the feeling of being unsafe. You want to protect yourself because you don't feel safe in your environment. So that feeling of unsafety is actually increased and amplified. So it's really important that you shift from the perspective of having to guard yourself into one of just feeling good in your own skin and in your own body. I have a whole podcast on how to raise your vibrations of what methods work for me to feel better in my own skin, to feel happy and more centered and whole. And I notice that when I feel that way, I'm less susceptible to all this leakage of emotions and absorption. You know how it is. When your cup is full, that is when you have the most space to be Available for other people as well. So, if you want to go check out that podcast on how to raise your vibrations, it's number 10. And yeah, just listen to it, feel good in your own body, and be able to reject anything that does not belong to you. Okay, everyone, that is it for this week's episode. I hope it was super relevant and helpful, especially during this holiday season coming up where we're exposed to all of our family, all of our friends. Hopefully, you can find a really strong sense of empowerment and really be able to trust yourself go with your gut and follow through with your intuition thank you so much for joining me i hope you have a great week and i'll see you next time bye